escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. On the marketplace, government under pressure to explore new options to improve Ghana's revenue position after abolishing value-added tax on domestic electricity consumption. Meanwhile, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia promises an overhaul of Ghana's tax system if elected, as he indicates, plans to abolish controversial electronic transfer levy. Encourage the population to use electronic channels of payment. To accomplish this, under my administration, there will be no taxes on digital payments. The E-Levy will therefore be abolished. We are live with a tax expert plus reactions from the business community. Also in this bulletin, Ghana's total earnings from crude exports and production for last year drops by more than $400 million. We have details of these and many others coming your way all in a moment. Please stay on. Thanks so much for your company. I am Pius Kojobaka. We can now look at our stories and government will now have to explore new avenues to improve the country's revenue position. Well, this was after the finance ministry directed the various power distribution companies to suspend the implementation of the value-added tax on domestic electricity consumption. This is part of several tax measures that the government has proposed to the International Monetary Fund to help improve the country's revenue situation under its program. The VAT on electricity consumption was supposed to have brought in about 500 million cities. Meanwhile, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia is promising to overhaul the country's tax system to address concerns of putting pressure on the limited taxpayer. Now, the Vice President has also indicated of his plans to abolish some taxes introduced by the current administration, including the controversial e-levy. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia disclosed this when he outlined his vision if elected as president in the December general elections. We have put in place the necessary infrastructure for Ghana to go cashless. Recently, the Bank of Ghana has completed a pilot of a digital version of the Ghana city in Sechiwioso. This is known as the Central Bank Digital Currency, or the ECD. The ECD is designed to work online and offline and will be launched by the Bank of Ghana in due course. In my humble opinion, the ECD, with appropriate privacy protections, will be the ultimate weapon in our fight against corruption because it will provide transparency, reduce the risk of fraud, robbery, tax avoidance, and money laundering since it will be easy to track the movement of money and identify suspicious activity. The ECD will quicken the pace of Ghana's move towards a cashless or near-cashless society. Ladies and gentlemen, to move towards a cashless economy, however, we have to encourage the population to use electronic channels of payment. To accomplish this, under my administration, there will be no taxes on digital payments. The E-Levy will therefore be abolished. 
All right, so let's get on the phone lines and speak to senior tax partner Deloitte Ghana, George Ankoma, as we analyze these tax issues. And of course, thanks so much, sir, for joining me on the marketplace. There's been calls for the scrapping or reviewing of the 15% VAT on electricity consumption for further engagement. First of all, do you think that an engagement now will yield positive results? Thank you, Pius. And the name is George Ankuma. Just to correct that. All right. Please go ahead. All right. So, Pius, uh, I think the call for withdrawal and, and the fact that we understand that we has withdrawn the implementation for further engagement is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And the issue of uh, VAT on domestic electricity supply cap at the lifeline has been in our book uh, for quite some time, I believe since 2014, has been there, but has never been uh, implemented. And so uh, I would say it's not a new thing in terms of it being in our book. However, for implementation, um, I think it's not time for us to look at this. And I believe that is why over the years government have not implemented um, this electricity by domestic use. Uh, beyond the lifeline. As, as the technical could tell you that the lifeline um, usage is just about a single bulb. So you are talking of, if you just have a little field with a bulb, that's the lifeline. And so to introduce or to implement it um, at this time of, of, of our uh, economy, I think that will not be the best time to do that. Um, we have been talking about 15% uh, but the reality is that once we are talking of implementing VAT on the usage of electricity, it's going to go um, together with the levy. So we are talking of 6% levy, which will be charged on the utility bill or electricity bill, and then the 15% will be charged on it. So putting that together, the increase is actually 21.9%, not just 15%. So that's one thing that we should be uh, aware of. All right, George. So um, for you, going into this engagement with, of course, the stakeholders, um, what should entail um, in this meeting, you would say? Um, I think that government needs revenue, yes. But then government should be looking at other means of raising revenue. And I think that we have enough practice already uh, as, as an economy. And so there's rather be uh, more revenue-enhancing measures that the government should be looking at, and also ways of cutting government expenditure, especially in this year being an election year. Uh, that's what government should be looking at, but not introduce uh, taxes such as this. I would even say that um, uh, organized leaders should be looking at engaging uh, government and in with parliament to, to the extent of ensuring that this provision in our tax laws of charging VAT, which is beyond the uh, lifeline uh, VAT and levy supplying on it, uh, should should completely be exempted. And so that provision um, for Parliament to consider amending the provisions in the tax laws to eliminate or to, to exempt uh, supply of electricity for domestic or for dwelling uh, completely exempted, so that we do not get to this stage again. And, and I think it, it is uh, the right call, even as the minister, uh, sorry, the, the vice president, 
um, has mentioned that um, in his administration he will scrap it. And I, I believe the other uh, um, position government or, or opposition party has also mentioned that ex-president Mahama has also mentioned that he will stab it. So that suggests that both parties think that this is not uh, a fact or a, a fact that we should implement now. And so there should be that conversation for a possible withdrawal completely of possible uh, exemption um, of, of entire usage of electricity for domestic use or for dwelling. Uh, but, but Mr. Akuma, now that you've brought in um, Dr. Makud Baumier's um, decision to scrap some of the taxes, again, there are concerns whether that is feasible under an IMF program. And you being a tax analyst or a tax person, uh, do you think that is achievable, really? Um, I do not think the IMF necessarily directed us to implement specific taxes. It is our call to... Um, call for some specific taxes as a demonstration of how we can raise domestic revenue. What IMF expects from uh, Ghana or from government is a demonstration of how you can raise domestic revenue. And for that reason, government uh, came out with um, some taxes, some new taxes, um, as a way of demonstrating uh, our revenue mobilization uh, uh, capacity. And so by not implementing GAT on electricity should not be the reason why we could not achieve our revenue target, but rather to rather enhance the existing uh, taxes and, and the uh, collection tax collection mechanism. But Mr. Kuma, this is a tax that had a revenue projection of about 500 million cities. How can government make up this shortfall? If it appears that, okay, uh, at the end of the negotiations and what have you, we've decided to scrap it. Right. So, so you agree with me that there are areas within the economy that we have not done so well when it comes to taxes. And now, for instance, mention the the, uh, the informal sector. Um, if, if you are aware, somewhere in 2019, there was a law that was passed for a digital mobile device. Uh, we all travel out of this country, and in this item you buy, you receive a receipt. Which receipt is linked. To the, to the revenue system. And so that law that was passed, we have never implemented it. Uh, somehow, as part of revenue enhancing mechanism by the government last year, started the introduction of the EVAC system where uh, a number of businesses were linked to the Ghana Revenue Authority's um, um, platform. And so whatever invoices or whatever things that is being reported by a business, that has been linked to the system is reported free. And the, 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 you agree with me that there were news items that within one month, uh, some, some institutions or some organizations back reporting um, more than double or triple. So I believe that these are some of the things that we need to do enhance the mechanisms or the systems that we have mentioned or that we have taken steps to start. Just make sure that we continue to do it, and I believe that we should be able to raise whatever revenue that we need to raise as, as a country.
Grateful for your time. Senior tax partner Deloitte sharing his perspective with us on the tax story. Let's stay a while longer on this matter because the business community is strongly against this um, particular tax. And Chana Mafelu is the Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, and joins me on phone as well to share his perspective with me on the matter. Thanks so much, um, Chana, for your time. Now, the suspension of the 15% VAT on electricity consumption must come to you as a good one, right? Yes, yes, it is. It is because uh, you'd observe that the, the countries that develop with industrialization normally have a, a huge consuming public. So what it means is that the disposable income of citizens are crucial for industrial development. And so any effort to take away from disposable income of consumers provides a huge source of worry to industry. Because whilst we are producing and asking our citizens to buy what we produce, they need to have the money to purchase. And so if you are giving, if you are leaving them with VAT on electricity, it would naturally deprive them of their disposable income that they would have otherwise be using to buy the, the, the goods that we produce. So for us, the suspension is in order. Our view is that the government can really take steps to engage in intensive stakeholder engagement to, to be sure that some of these things will be welcomed before they begin to take action, action on them. Because if you study the, the housing structure of Ghana, the, most of the people that are deemed outside the lifeline are actually not identified by the way it is done. Because most people are in compound houses, and they don't pay like this one-on-one. They pay together. By the time they are, every household is contributing, they would have crossed the, the, the lifeline threshold. So what it means is that even the, peop- the, 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 the people they are targeting are actually not going to be benefiting from this particular policy. So our view is that government needs to do a lot more to deepen the collaboration and stakeholder engagement before some of these things are, are, are being done. And, and at this stage, the household income is really uh, under threat because it appears that there's a lot of taxes that just come, and all of them affect income in a big way. And once incomes are affected, we are unable to, to sell because in as much as they, they wish to buy the things we are producing, they need to have the money to be able to buy. Mm. So we are very clear in our mind that the, the suspension is in order. In fact, we wish that it's actually withdrawn entirely. All right. The great news is that government is willing to engage um, stakeholders, which, of course, your uh, association um, heavily represents. And I want to know how open you are as a business community to collaborate devoid of an entrenched position as you walk into the engagement with government on the tax matter. Thank you. If you study the history of AGI, AGI is always available to engage. We believe that solution lies in the minds of collective. And so we're happy to sit with government, which we do regularly. We're, we're, we're available anytime they engage us. We're happy to discuss and come to an amicable solution. But at this stage, in the tragedy of the history of the country, it is very difficult to, co- to consider any imposition of the assertion in any form. Because the, the industry is really struggling with all of these taxes. And, and also, uh, citizens are also struggling. And we, we need citizens to be capable to be able to buy. But we are also looking forward for a regime that allows us to have a lot of freedom with taxation so that we can produce also. So this is not a good time at all for any taxation in any form. 
Right. Thank you very much, Shona Mafelu, for your time here on Marketplace. He is the Greater Courage now Chairman of the Association of Ghana Industries. Away from tax-related stories, um, Ghana's earnings from exports of crude oil and production posted some significant decline last year. Well, this was after reviewing the country's petroleum funds report over the last two years. George Yaffe has the rest of the story. Ghana Petroleum Funds report showed that for 2023, Ghana got more than $1 billion from the exports of crude taxes paid by the oil exploration firms in the form of surface rental and corporate taxes to the state. However, in 2022, total receipts stood at more than $1.4 billion. Earnings from total oil liftings from Ghana's oil space was also more than $1 billion in 2022, compared to about $700 million for last year. Further analysis of the numbers showed that government taxes from the activities in the oil space stood at $388 million in 2022, compared to $340 million in 2023. The report also revealed that all the various tax lines from revenue dropped for last year compared to that of 2022. The report also showed that all the various tax lines of revenue dropped for last year compared to 2022, which posted some significant increase. It is not clear for now whether the drop in production in Ghana here was a major factor for this development or declining prices of crude on the international market What's the contributing factor? All right, so let's interrogate this and find out what really this means to our country's upstream petroleum sector. Let's speak to energy strategist, who is also the chief executive of the Eureka Energy, um, the Dr. Yusuf Suleimana. Thanks so much, sir, for joining me on the marketplace, and good to see you. Uh, Ghana's earnings from crude exports and production posted some significant decline for last year. Does it come to you as a surprise? Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Pyros. Good afternoon to you and your cherished viewers. Yeah, indeed, it's not, uh, it's not surprising at all. If you clearly monitor the market, uh, what happened in 2022, uh, as compared to 2023, it, it, it's not coming as a surprise at all. Um, two things would have been accountable for, uh, you know, uh, reduction in receivables in your oil export. Number one would have been your volumes, how much you have churned out within the period. And the second one would have been the prevailing prices of the commodity that you are churning out uh, over the period. And if you look at the two, I think both didn't work perfectly to our favor. But the wild card here would have been the commodity prices. Uh, if you remember last year, you know, uh, crude oil price from the African space performed creditable well. In fact, performed excellently. At the point in time, we had it around 90s. It's, it's, it tried to flat around the three digit figure. Yes. Yeah, so generally the crude oil price within the international space in 2022 was very, very high. And that accountable, that was accountable for why we received huge, you know, receivables from our export. 2023, we expected similar, but getting to the end of the year, I think something else happened. Uh, the market took some kind of bearish turns where the oil price just they are just struggling to even cross the 80 barrels per stream day mark. So yes, um, if you look at the two volumes could have helped much if you had churned up more, but we are so you know handicapped in that area. There's more we can do to churn up more volume. But I think what what, what contributed much to the reduction in revenue is actually the prevailing price of the commodity in the international space mm. between the period of uh, 
All right, so uh, we, we've got to reverse this trend. How do we do that? Yeah, so uh, it's a very, very difficult question, if, if, I, if, I may, if I may say. Yeah, so um, of course, international space, there's nothing much we can do. Uh, it's a wide variable, nobody has control. Over. However, within our space, uh, in terms of how much volume that we can, we certainly can do something. What we can do is to just increase the investment within the space. Uh, Pios, uh, in the upstream business, um, whatever profit that you get or whatever amount of volume that you churn out is based on how much you, you put in. So I'll urge on our LOCs, Palo, uh, ENI, you know, to look at the market and move away from their capital discipline and invest so much. I know there are challenges within the space with respect to competing interests as and renewables, but I think oil and gas, uh, still has potential and it, 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 it will still be very relevant in the foreseeable future. So the only thing that we can do to reverse the trend is to increase our investment. Investment is needed to increase our production plateau, elongate it as it is, and then to even bring in new, new fuels. All this requires investment. So the only way we can turn out the tide is to invest more. Pilots. All right. Finally, before you go, uh, Dr. Yusuf Suleimana, um, government has finally suspended the implementation of VAT on electricity consumption for broader consultation. What will this mean to the energy sector going forward? Yeah, I think generally, I, I believe it bothers well uh, for the entire economy. For, in fact, if the economy is performing well, definitely the energy sector will, def- will perform well. I had, I had, I, I wasn't comfortable with the tax, uh, uh, because of the fact that I believe, um, at this moment in time, we need to actually revitalize the kind of tax, taxes that we have, that is already existing. We need to be able to make sure that we increase compliance within the space, so not to increase new taxes. So within the energy space, yes, it will help to let us move away a bit from energy poverty, what I call energy poverty. Energy poverty probably are defined as if you can, if you spend more than 10% of your monthly income on energy bills, that means that you are heading towards energy poverty. And I can tell you, if you look at the kind of, you know, the bills that we pay in terms of our energy sector, the taxes, petroleum and power sector, uh, cumulatively, I think it's quite huge. If you can't reduce it, then we don't need to uh, increase anything at this moment in time. Not for anything, but to help to propel economic growth, we need to be able to ensure that consumers should have this dispensable income to be able to spend. And spending actually re- rejuvenate and revitalize the economy. So I think I welcome the idea of suspending it or even pulling it off the table altogether. You know, it will help, you know, to lessen bills that consumers would have paid. And that's good for the energy sector, Paris. Thank you very much, Dr. Yusuf Suleimana. We are indeed grateful for your time speaking to us on the marketplaces and energy strategies and also the CEO of Eureka Energy speaking to us there. And that's it for the marketplace for today. I am Pius Kojobaka. For more stories, feel free to log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Do have a lovely afternoon. See you same time tomorrow. Bye-bye.